Welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, James. Hey, Scott. Welcome to another week. Thank you. Real personal finance. Real personal finance. Good to be here. Thanks for the listener questions. Please keep them coming. We have another listener question for today. Perfect. Yeah. Let's read through it. Let's do it. I'm happy to read through this. We don't have a name for this one. We We don't. But we just have it extracted and just have the question here. Anonymous. Okay. So my wife and I are looking to purchase a new home. The mortgage broker is recommending a seven or 10 year arm. Interest rates on those are 4.25 and 4.5%. Well, the 30 year fixed is at five and a quarter percent. Does the savings rate of one of the arms justify taking the risk associated having to refinance at a future unknown rate? Does the answer change as interest rates increase further? I would hope we would still be in our house at the end of those arms. Yeah. All right. All right. So they are asking, looking to buy a home. Yep. Do they get an arm, an adjustable rate mortgage, mm-hmm. or do they get a fixed mortgage? And the difference there is if you get a fixed mortgage, you are locking in an interest rate and you're locking in a payment for the duration of the mortgage. Yeah. So if it's a 30-year mortgage, you're going to have the same exact payment for every single month for 30 years, mm-hmm. where an adjustable rate mortgage, you're going to have a term up front, in this case, seven or 10 years, right? where it's a fixed rate. Mm-hmm. And the initial rate is going to be lower, but after that initial period is up or that term is up, so seven years or 10 years from today, that interest rate is variable. Yes. So it could increase, it could decrease, it could stay the same. It's typically tied to something like LIBOR or some other rate, but it's fluctuating. So the bank's saying, we'll lock in a rate for a shorter period and give you a more attractive rate. But then after that, we got to kind of hedge our bet by tying your rate to whatever Mm -hmm. market rates are. And the other thing to remember about ARMS is that two things. One, they'll normally have a max increase per year, Mm -hmm. and then they'll usually have a cap Mm -hmm. as well. Like it can't go above, you know. Maybe like the four and a quarter, we'll say it could go up 2% per year and it would cap it. I'm just going to make up a number eight and a quarter yeah, or 10 and a quarter, right? Mm-hmm. They would maybe let it go up a few times, but it can't go up forever. Exactly. And so from a planning standpoint, the adjustable rate mortgages are cheaper up front because you're getting a temporary lower payment or lower rate, mm-hmm. but you then have a variable rate after that. Yes. So you know what your exact payment's going to be for some period of time, and then you don't know what it's going to be versus the fixed rate. If you have a 30-year fixed or even a 15-year fixed or whatever it is, you know exactly what that payment's going to be. So this listener question is saying, does the savings associated up front with an adjustable rate mortgage, does it offset or does it justify the risk associated with the adjustable rate mortgage, knowing that if we're still on our property, there is very good chance that that rate is going to increase on us? Right, exactly. Where would you start to look at this? Well, <laughs> my first question, I would want to know 
if the broker's pushing this on you guys for a reason or if you're looking at it for a reason. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, and I just want to know straight up, well, can we easily afford the 30-year fixed rate mortgage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're saying we're doing this because we can't afford the 30-year fixed rate, there's the risk that you might still not be able to afford it yeah. in the future. So we hope that incomes go up or we hope that salaries and promotions are increasing and are happening, but there's certainly not that guarantee. And we don't know anything about this particular listener's financial situation or income or other assets. But if you're saying we're looking for a adjustable rate mortgage because we just can't afford the 30 year fixed, that to me would give me pause or kind of give me some hesitation of saying, if you can't afford it today, let's not just kick that can down the road of saying, oh, we'll make the harder decision or we'll do the harder thing of having to figure out how to pay for that seven years from today or 10 years from today. I would lean towards, do we change something else? Like what home we're looking to buy or how much we have saved up for down payment or other things like that. Yeah. Either choosing not to go buy a home yet because you can't yet afford it, choosing to go save more so that you can't afford it in the future, Mm -hmm. or choosing to buy a less expensive home if it's possible, which right now that might not be the case. Yeah. There's so many variables to this, but we would look at some of these we can control, which is something we always preach is focus on what you can control. We can't control where interest rates are in seven years or 10 years from today. No. I will say, and they've already said specifically, this isn't what they're doing. But if going back to that question of why are you looking at this, if they were to say, well, we're going to be moving in five years and we're definitely selling our home, Mm -hmm. maybe they're military, maybe it's something where they just they're going to be somewhere for a fixed period of time and then they know they're going to sell. That could be a great reason to use an adjustable rate mortgage because who cares what happens after seven years or 10 years? You're not going to have that mortgage anymore. Yep. Again, things could always change. Plans could always change. But that's a good reason to use an adjustable rate mortgage where why lock in a higher rate for a longer period of time if you don't need the rate locked in on the back end? Yep. And then finally, I would say if they're just saying, you know, we can't afford it today, but we're just wondering, is it a smart decision? It's hard to say, but we can, I think, help quantify it a little bit. Absolutely. Where, you know, what would the actual difference be as we're looking at this? So they could do, just to summarize it again, they could do a seven-year adjustable rate mortgage and the initial interest rate is four and a quarter. Mm -hmm. They could do a 10-year, 10-year arm, and the initial interest rate is 4.5%. And Mm -hmm. a 30-year fixed is five and a quarter. Yeah. Just to quantify that, what are the payment differences there? Yeah, let's just look at the payment differences between the 30-year and the seven-year arm. Great. So the 30-year fixed rate payment would be $2,761.02. And we're assuming, by the way, $500,000 mortgage. million dollar mortgage. We have no idea yeah. how much they're actually looking for. Just make but it up a number. Just a right, nice round number. Yep. But so now if you knock it down to four and a quarter in your head, you're like, man, you must be saving a lot of money. But the monthly payment would be $2,459.70. Mm-hmm. So basically we'd be saving about $300 a month. Yeah. Which, you know... 3600 bucks over a year. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. It's maybe not life-changing or it's maybe not going to allow for super big things, but it's a difference. But now, let's look at what the trade-off is, right? Because like, exactly. okay, so we get that seven-year lock, saving 300 bucks a month. Hopefully we're saving it or doing something with it that really matters to us. And then we get to year seven ends and we get a letter in the mail from the bank. And the bank says, hey, James. <laughs> I just want to remind you, your arm ended Mm -hmm. and it's time to start floating. And oh, hey, by the way, we're going to bump it up by 2%. So we're going to put you at six and a quarter now. Well, now you're 
monthly payment's going to be $2,875, more than what your original 30-year fixed rate would have been. Yeah, exactly. And then if interest rates are rising, who knows what the future will hold. But then a year later, James, you get another knock, little envelope in the mail, and now it goes to eight and a quarter. So now we owe thirty-two forty-two a month. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, if we do it again, maybe we hit the cap, right? We get to ten and a quarter. Now we owe thirty-five forty-three a month. Yeah, which is pretty significant compared to the original payment of twenty-four seventy right. per month. Yeah, Big so the the principal interest payments increased almost fifty percent. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we're assuming higher rates here. There's mm-hmm. no guarantee that rates go back that high. They've been that high. So we can't say definitely they won't be that high. But I think that as we're looking at this and asking ourselves the question, is it worth the trade-off? We're taking a known savings of 300 per month today based upon our example of a $500,000 mortgage right. in exchange for the risk of maybe a payment that jumps by a few hundred dollars to several hundred dollars above what the fixed payment would have been over 30 years. And we have to ask ourselves, are we comfortable with that? And that's probably going to be based upon things like, what do you see your career looking like? Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking about this, that ideally income's going up. Ideally, this gets easier and easier to afford over time. But if you're maybe a dual income household and planning to go to a single income household, or maybe you own a business or you're in a commission-based sales program or you're in an industry where it's just cyclical. Those are things that could, if there's a layoff or if it's down to one income or you've lost an income or there's been a pay cut, those are things that would make an increasing mortgage payment very, very difficult to do. And is that worth 300, again, just our example, but is that worth a few hundred bucks of savings today in exchange for a risk that could be potentially really damaging if it forced you to have to sell your home if it forced you to have to do something at the wrong time that there is quite a bit of risk in that yes i think you and i both lean more toward having a unknown known mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than having the unknown fluctuation for a little bit of a benefit today exactly and the other thing too is part of the question was well can we just refinance after seven years or after 10 years you, and so potentially you, you could. We don't know where rates are. Now, just I ran a basic projection assuming four and a quarter percent. Really, after 10 years, if you had a four and a quarter percent interest rate, I know that's for the seven year, but just for hypothetical, after 10 years, you are a third of the way down with the term. Mm-hmm. So you are 33% of the way through with that. Mm-hmm. So you think about that and say, okay, my mortgage balance is probably 33% lower. I could refinance even if it's higher rate maybe my payment is still lower. So worst case scenario, I could still lock in a lower payment. Mm -hmm. The thing though, is you're actually not 33% of the way through the mortgage. You're only about 20% of the way done with the mortgage by that point. Because we amortize mortgages. We pay more interest up front and less interest on the back end. Exactly. So even refinancing, you know, if you take out a $500,000 mortgage, you'd still have about $400,000 left after 10 years. So if you were forced to refinance and say interest rates were quite a bit higher, yeah. even that's not necessarily just a safe out or escape clause from this of saying, I'll just kind of restart the process. It might still be a similar payment depending on what interest rates are. Yeah, I would say just in general too, this is just kind of, if it's a universal principle of how we all are, it's easy to procrastinate. It's not the right word, but it's easier to push hard things into the future. Yeah. If I can't afford it today, I'll afford it tomorrow. Or I don't want to do that today, I'll do it tomorrow. Or I can't. This, I don't know their whole situation. We talked about this. Adjustable rate mortgage could be perfectly fine. Totally. We probably see more cases where it's not fine than it is, but we don't know enough to make a decision or to make a kind of judgment call on that. But what we do know is it is easy just as humans to sometimes push the difficult things into the future. 
Absolutely. It's as with everything, ask yourself the hard question, can I do this today? And if I can't do it today, what makes me think I could do it in the future? Mm -hmm. Why will things be so different? Unless Mm -hmm. there's a definitive plan as to why that will be the case, probably lean towards taking the known quantity rather than the unknown quantity. Fully agree. Yeah. So much better to do it with eyes open and (laughs) take your medicine in a sense rather than try to force your way into something that uh, could really blow up on you. Yeah, exactly. You alluded to this. I would say that we talked about this with financial planners. Mm -hmm. Understand conflicts. Mm Mm-hmm every profession everyone kind of there's conflicts of interest everywhere and so absolutely the way the question started was the mortgage broker is recommending a seven or ten year arm yeah we just recognize what they want out of it they want to sell they want to sell a mortgage i've been seeing buses and billboards and a lot more advertisements for adjustable rate mortgages recently and it's because with home prices so high interest rates going up you just have mortgage brokers trying to say this isn't a knock on them per se this could be a wonderful mortgage broker they're working with i don't know but just be aware of the conflict of their incentive is to say, how can we fit a mortgage that works today, not necessarily that works for you for the next 30 years? Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Awesome. Anything else you add, add to this? You know, while we're on the, well, just every once in a while when people are doing purchasing mortgages, I don't know if you have a say on this as well, but people will come and they'll say, oh, should I use points to buy down my rate? Mm. And I think it's something that easily ties into this conversation too. Yeah. Your thoughts? Typically, the answer is no. <laughs> Typically, we're just we're prepaying mortgage to get a lower rate, mm-hmm. right? Is essentially what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that we could probably do a whole episode on that. But yeah, that is pros and cons to that, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in a lot of cases, it does not make sense. But more detailed than we could probably cover Pack and wrap up in a here. Heartbeat, but yeah, yeah, since it's tying into the loan. Awesome, cool. Well, thank you for the question. And unless you have anything else to add, Scott. That's it. That's it. Have a great day. All right. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. And if you have a question that you'd like for us to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. And there's a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question for us to answer in a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.